Rochester Regional Health, working every day to improve the health of individuals and communities so everyone can enjoy a better, healthier life, presents another edition of Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. Recognizing stroke symptoms quickly can save lives. For every minute a stroke goes untreated, a person loses neurons in their brain that can cause permanent damage. So what are some of the symptoms and what to do if you encounter a stroke? Here to talk with us is Dr. Kelly Metmati, a neurologist specializing in stroke care and a key member of the Rochester Regional Stroke Program. Dr. Metmati, thanks for your time today. So what are the symptoms we need to be aware of when it comes to stroke? So stroke is a medical emergency, and it comes on suddenly out of the blue. That's one of the hallmark signs of stroke, is that one minute everything is fine, and the next minute something is wrong. And the usual symptoms are weakness on one side, such as weakness in an arm or a leg, a facial droop. Sometimes there is speech difficulty, whether that is slurred speech or garbled speech or difficulty getting your words out. And sometimes there is vision loss, uh, particularly on one side. Those are the most common symptoms of stroke. And those come on quickly. So we're looking for uh, weakness in the uh, arms or legs, uh, facial droop, slurred speech, and a vision loss. And again, so those can just, also, you're, you're okay the one minute, and all of a sudden, the next, the symptoms could occur. That's right. And we have an acronym um, that helps you remember some of these system, uh, symptoms um, called the FAST acronym. So F stands for face, uh, for facial droop. Uh, A stands for arm. So if the arm is weak or drifts downward, S stands for speech, any abnormality in the speech, and T stands for time, which means time to call 911. Okay, so we need to remember fast. Face, arms, speech, and time. And if we recognize any of these symptoms, what should we do? So um, it's important to call 911, activate the emergency response system, because, uh, as I said, stroke is a medical emergency, and there are things that we can do if, uh, if a stroke patient reaches the hospital quickly. So, um, you know, you don't call your brother or your, your mother-in-law or your friend. You call 911, and uh, you don't just drive yourself to the hospital. Um, calling, the, uh, calling 911 allows us to, um, the uh, emergency responders, to reach you quickly, and they can actually... Um, uh, uh, evaluate you quickly, get you to the right place for treatment, and they can call ahead to the hospital to let the hospital know that you're coming so that as soon as you come through the door, there's a treatment team waiting uh, to, uh, to, to treat you quickly. So call 911, and better safe than sorry, I would think, in this situation. And why is speed so important? I know you have a saying there, time is brain. Right. So um, in a stroke... There is a, a, a sudden loss of blood flow to part of the brain. And when the brain doesn't get blood flow, um, it stops functioning and starts to, in that part of the brain, and those cells start to die off. And we know that the, the faster we can uh, restore blood flow to that part of the brain, um, the more brain cells we can save. And there's a medication that we can give if you arrive to the hospital quickly, within four and a half hours, um, that we may be able to give you this medication to try to stop the stroke. 
So speed truly is important in this situation. And are there any other warning signs that we should know of? Other symptoms that uh, that you may have is sudden onset of severe dizziness or unsteadiness on your feet. And like I said, those other symptoms of stroke. Sometimes you may have a brief episode of one of these symptoms that goes away, you know, like weakness of the arm or the hand, and it goes away. Um, and that may be a warning sign of a stroke to come. It may be a TIA, which is a transient ischemic attack, where um, stroke symptoms come on and then quickly go away. But that, uh, if you have a TIA, we know that you're at increased risk of having a stroke. So that's another reason to come to the hospital and be evaluated. So severe dizziness or unsteadiness. And for a TIA, how long would that last, the weakness or you're unsteady on your feet, is that a series of like a half hour or a series of minutes? Uh, what do we no, need to know about that? It could be anything from, anything from a few minutes to several hours. Um, you know, I'd say usually, you know, say five minutes up, all the way up to 24 hours um, before it resolves could be a TIA. And dizziness is in like, whoa, I've got to sit down. I, whoa, I, like, like really severe dizziness, like quickly, boom, it hits you. It, it, it quickly hits you, and it's more usually more of a, uh, a spinning sensation or a sensation of motion uh, rather than just a lightheaded feeling. Okay, got it. And is there any way to lower your risk for stroke? Uh, yes, there is. Um, so there are, are uh, uh, several risk factors for stroke. Um, that if you have these risk factors, um, that if you address them, you can reduce your risk of stroke. So uh, um, a very common one would be high blood pressure. So if you have chronic high blood pressure and it's not well controlled, that's a risk factor for stroke. Um, so getting that blood pressure controlled and taking your medications regularly can reduce your risk of stroke. Uh, smoking is a risk factor. So if you are a smoker, um, quitting can greatly reduce your risk of stroke. Uh, if you have high cholesterol, treating that. And if you have diabetes, treating that as well. Also, in general, just staying physically active and um, uh, maintaining good cardiovascular health um, uh, can reduce your, reduce your risk for stroke. So those are good warning signs to watch out for, and it's a good reason everybody should know their blood pressure. So high blood pressure, smoking, of course, quit smoking if you're a smoker, high cholesterol, people with diabetes, and make sure you're in good cardiovascular health. Getting that blood pumping through those veins, then, is what you're saying, is a good way to just keep everything open. Is that right? Yeah, we know that exercise uh, improves your your uh, your heart health and your vascular health, um, and has many other ben- benefits as well. So, uh, yes. Okay, sounds good. And Dr. Matmati, if you could wrap it up for us, what else should someone know about stroke and the Rochester Regional Stroke Centers? So, um, good stroke care requires a team approach and a and a system approach. And at Rochester Regional Health, we have a really a comprehensive approach to stroke uh, from the uh, um, uh, prevention side, uh, good primary care and addressing stroke risk factors, to emergency stroke care. We have both primary stroke centers in our system uh, where patients can come in and receive TPA. We also have a comprehensive stroke uh, center in our, in our system where patients can uh, if they uh, require more advanced stroke treatment, they can receive that care and receive uh, uh, neurocritical care if they require that. 
And the continuum of care uh, carries all the way through to the the rehab setting, recovering from stroke, and in follow-up. We follow our patients long-term in the stroke clinic and try to reduce their risk of having another stroke and of returning to the hospital. So it's important to have that continuum of care all the way through, and uh, we have that at Rochester Regional Health. Very good, and thank you so much for sharing that with us, Dr. Matmati, and thank you for your time today. You're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. For more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.